All right, everyone, I think we are ready to begin. God bless you on the day. I'm going to give some opening statements, and then I'm going to pass it over to uh, Reverend Larry to give some opening statements for today. Uh, we have our program. Hopefully, everybody can hear me okay. We have our program lined up today, and it's uh, I think I'm sharing it on the screen if you can see it. Uh, I want to put some rules out there right now so we can have some understanding. This is the internet. So we are doing something very different. Uh, this is the internet. And so we ask that you mute phones until you're called upon. Uh, and if you're dialed in, all you have to do is hit star six and you can be muted if you've dialed in. Uh, if you're on your computer, you kind of got to touch the screen with your mouse and, and find the mute button. If you're uh, on your phone uh, and you have an iPhone or an Android, you can kind of uh, touch the screen as well and it'll be at the bottom. Uh, we want everyone to place any prayer requests that you may have in the chat, and we may not get to everybody's prayer requests today, but know that we're going to be praying throughout the week for you, and it's a good thing to have a prayer list because now we can take this back as a church and continue to be praying for you. Uh, we want you to be respective of time. If you're doing a testimony, we know we, you got a lot to say on these testimonies. God has been so good to all of us, but we really ask that you you, you, you know, be mindful of the time. And then the last requirement is simple. We're just going to bless his holy name today because he is worthy. I just want to remind you that technical issues may happen. Uh, you know, the, the, the sound may go out and, or someone's computer may have issues. We're not going to hiccup. We're going to move through it. And God is still going to get the glory. And so that's all I want to say as I open up. So I'm going to give our introduction. Why are we here? We're here for an old school prayer meeting. Now, I'm going to tell you where this idea for me came from. I grew up in Gary, Indiana at Galilee Baptist Church. And on Wednesday nights, my grandmother would pick me up and she'd carry me over to the, what we call the prayer meeting. Now, at first, being a young kid, I didn't know, you know what to expect. All these older folk up in here, wasn't too many youngsters around. And uh, I heard the best testimonies and singing uh, people that wasn't even in the choir that should have been in the choir was singing songs and hymns, deacons getting on one knee and praying, and there was power in the room. And those things are what taught me how to pray and how to be me. And so I'm grateful for that. So I felt like, man, let's, why don't we do this even though we are, uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic and many of us are virtual and et cetera, we can still do that now. Pastor Jason was kind enough to know that this was the right time to partner with the church in our efforts in prayer. And so that's why we are here. So we're going to move through this program and uh, bless God with everyone who is here. I'm very thankful that the manual prayer groups have partnered with me. And I know all of you are a part of that. And that is a blessing. So I'm going to let Reverend Larry give some first words. And then we're going to turn it over to our pastor to talk about the power of prayer. And then we're going to jump right into this thing. Reverend Larry. There it is right there. How, gotcha. how about now? Good. You're good. Can you hear me? Okay. Well, good evening, family. I think that uh, it is entirely appropriate for the church to come together when we are dealing with uh, important matters, right? And uh, prayer is, uh, we all know it, and brother and, and, and Reverend has, has just mentioned it back in Gary, back in Alabama, we did the same kind of thing. Prayer, prayer has been always a part of our rich history. And uh, we don't get caught up too much in rituals and that kind of stuff, but we certainly had a, the practice of prayer. Things go wrong, you pray. Right? You out of food, you pray, right? And you keep on moving. So I think it's appropriate. I want to congratulate the pastor 
uh, Reynolds and, and, and Reverend Joel for calling us together to pray for important matters, matters of, of, of pulling together a church everywhere. Right? That is important, right? And uh, somebody said, old folks used to say, if there ever was a time we need to pray, now is the time that we, we need to pray. Uh, when Jesus left uh, his disciples and he went to ascend it back to heaven, folks got together and they prayed and waited, right? And so can you all they, hear me? I, I, can, I can hear you. Okay, thank you. I wasn't on it first. Thank you. Oh, okay, okay. So I just want all of you to just know that when things get rough, we start praying, right? We get together and we pray and God always comes through, right? The disciples got together to pray, like you said, when Jesus Christ ascended back to heaven and God showed up and, and, and showed out. And so today I want to thank the pastor and certainly Reverend Joel for, uh, for putting this together. We don't, we can't make it without prayer. And when we pray, we get through. So I just want to say to each one of you, uh, each one of you on the line, you maybe have gone through some stuff, right? but uh, let us remember uh, that when I, we, we didn't have a pastor, we prayed, right? We prayed and waited. Right? When we had the COVID, we prayed and we waited, right? Uh, when, when people in our, in our family passed away, we had struggles, we passed away, right? Uh, we, we, we prayed when someone passed away. So I just wanted to remind us, we're in difficult times with, with this ha things happening around the world everywhere. Let's just get together to pray, right? And all the other evils that befall us, uh, one thing, three words have always worked, certainly in the black culture, but I think in all cultures, but three words have always worked. And I suggest we continue to use them. Those three words are, let us pray, right? And so that's all I have to say for now, but let's, uh, let, let's get started, but let's just pray. Let's remember to pray. Prayer has always worked. And uh, there are witnesses on this phone who can, uh, on this line, who can attest to that. Thank you, brother. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rev. We're going to turn it over to Pastor Jason, who is going to uh, talk to us about the power of prayer. Amen. And I see my first lady, Sister Poche. God bless both of y'all today. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> all right. So um, as many of you, you all know, we kind of started this year uh, with the theme and it was around prayer. And so I'll read that scripture again and lift up a, a thought or two, and then we'll jump into some intentional times of prayer. Uh, the scripture is 1 Chronicles uh, chapter 4, verse 9, uh, and it reads, There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. Amen. God granted his request. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, when we come to these moments uh, of thinking about the power of prayer, the thing that I think sits at the heart, probably the epicenter, the most important aspect of prayer is that prayer is the intentional reminder that there was a power stronger than us. Prayer jumps into our lives when we get to those spaces where we recognize that we don't have all the power, that there is something that is weak in us and we need something bigger than our own ability to get past. We often don't pray to do things that we could easily do. Many of you probably didn't pray this morning when you decided what to eat, except for those on the fast, because we run it out of options. Uh, many of you didn't get, when you got out of bed, you didn't pray and say, Lord, let me put one foot in front of the other. 
those are within your own ability. But when life happens and we run into the things that are beyond our ability, God, I don't know what tomorrow will bring. Father, I don't know how to deal with this prognosis or diagnosis from the doctor. God, it seems as if my bills are much longer than the resources I have to pay them. Hold on, hold on. The children in my life are having some issues and I don't know rightly how to deal with those. That's when it seems that we're forced back to our knees in prayer. Prayer becomes this reminder that you are not alone, that there is a power greater than us that leads us. And as we look at Jabez's prayer, not only do we recognize that there's a power bigger than us, but we recognize that there's a power that can change things, can even change life and the way we started. Jabez started off life in a very different way. His life was tempered with the notions of pain. He was pushed to the sides, but through prayer was able to transform even his own being. So much so that everybody was able to know it. There are chroniclers in this book that were able to take down. And apparently this prayer was so well known that they were able to attribute this to his name, that he one day prayed and he said these words, oh, that you would bless me, that you would expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And then there's a stamp on it that says, and God granted his request. So as we prepare for prayer today, it is my prayer that our own request for increase, our own ask for God to enlarge territory, our own ask for God to be with us in all that we do and to keep us from trouble and pain, that God will respond with prayer, prayer requested and prayer answered. You will get what you ask. So I turn it over to you, Reverend Joe. Amen. Thank you for those words, Pastor. Amen. And we certainly take them to heart. Well, let's jump right into this thing because I want to we want to have a scripture right now reading from uh, Sister Precious Knowles. And then followed by that, I'm going to do the honors of giving a special introduction to a long distance guest that you, you might see already, but I'm going to introduce him the right way because I love him that much. Sister Knowles. I'll be coming from uh, NIV, uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and hearers of his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Knowles. We so appreciate you. Uh, right now, we're going to jump right into a song and a prayer, and I want to make the introduction to this uh, special man. He is a, a deacon of our church. He is, was a pillar of our church. Um, if you had to look up, like every church has a group that's like the Winans. His family and him are like the Winans of Emmanuel, and we all of them sing or do something musical. But I can tell you that when you look at the model man of a deacon, um, this man certainly comes to mind when I came into Emmanuel, uh, the Amen. kind of person that would take you under his wing, uh, teach you the right way to do things. He taught me how to properly baptize, visit and care for people. Many of the training that I have was certainly under him. We know his family so well. We hear his daughter all the time. We hear his son come singing all the time. We see his other son on the bass doing it all the time. 
but I'm speaking of none other than Deacon M.L. Dillon. And we want to welcome him to come and to uh, all the way from Macomb, Mississippi. He's all the way from the M.I. Crooked Letter, all the way <laughs> now. And he is coming to uh, sing a song and say a prayer for us today in his own way. And uh, Deke, take it away, man. You know how much I love you. Thank you, Reverend Joel. Time, time, time is the winding up. Oh, time, oh, time, time is the winding up. Oh, destruction in the land. You know God's gonna move his hand. Oh, time is the winding up. Oh, I'm on my way to heaven. Time is the winding up. Lord, I'm on my way to heaven. Time is winding up. Oh, destruction in the land. You know that God's gonna move his hand. Oh, time is the winding Enough. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. Amen. Tradition of Baptist Church when I was growing up. I'm going to do a short scripture here. Psalm 8. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heaven. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Don't do a verse of one of the old Dr. Watts. They used to sit back in Mississippi and Alabama and Tennessee and Louisiana. I, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Oh, I, Love, love, Bye. <laughs> 
Shout about right there, being clothed in your right mind. The activity of your limbs as much as you have. Some of us have heart problems, diabetes, whatever the problem, you still woke us up this morning. And Lord, we thank you. Lord. We thank you what you have brought us through down here in Mississippi, up in the Delta part of Mississippi, the tornadoes, the rain and the rain. But Lord, you still delivered us up to this present moment. And the tornado that went through Arkansas and Minnesota and all of those other states the life that was lost in those storms. Lord, we are praying for those families, praying for the family members that was lost in those storms. Lord, in time like these, we can look from heaven for which cometh for our strength, and all our strength come from you. Lord, I just thank you for another day's journey. And Lord, I'm glad about it. Thank you, Lord, for my family, my children, grandchildren, and great and greater grandchildren, Lord. Five generations. And Lord, 89 years you have blessed me and my family. Thank you, Lord, for the Emmanuel Baptist Church, the church that I grew up as being a deacon, my music ministry, praise and serve the Lord that Emmanuel Baptist Church. My family is the oldest family that's at Emmanuel Baptist Church, and that's enough to shout about, Lord, right now. Lord, I thank you for what you are doing and what you are going to do. But Lord, most of all, I thank you for what you have done in my life and how you have blessed me in so many ways. Because Lord, there's going to come a time when all of us 
are going to want to thank you and praise your holy name. But until that time, Lord, when you call the roll, I want to be ready. And Lord, we want to give you all of the thanks and all of the praise because all of it belong to you. This is my prayer right now in your precious name that we do pray and thank God. Amen. 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 And thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank Lord, you. Amen. Thank you. Lord, while I run this race, oh, Lord, oh, my hand, Lord, while I want this race, oh, Lord, oh, my hand, thank you, Lord, while I run this race, because I don't want to run this race. Race in vain. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Deke, thank you so much for that. I mean, I'm I'm full. I don't know if anybody else on this call is full, but that show enough takes me back to to where I came from, and that's why I love uh, old school church because it reminds us of where we came from. Amen. And, uh, Amen. We'll never know where we're going. Yeah. We don't know where we've been. Right. We have to know where we come from in order Ooh. to know where we are going. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yes. So thank you, Deke. We sure appreciate you, man. And, and he put the Dr. Watts on us and everything else. Amen. Right yeah, now, we'd you. like to have a testimony uh, right after a song like that. What it would happen in the old days is somebody would stand up with something to say. Well, we got folk already ready to stand up. They already on the program. So they already standing up with something to say. And so right now, we want to have a testimony by Dr. Bessie McCall. God bless you. We're going to go right into another song. <laughs> Amen. That's what's on the program. After, the, after this testimony, if Dr. McCall comes on, somebody put it in the chat and let me know. I told you we got technology. It happens. And we're just going to keep on moving. Amen. Uh, right now, we have another uh, a very important person to the life of Emmanuel Baptist Church and the life of me in music ministry. Uh, I certainly would have not done anything that I've done in music ministry at Emmanuel had it not been for her and many of the other uh, leaders of music at Emmanuel who showed me the way. And so right now, our own Sister Earlene Davis is going to come give us a song. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Joel. Can you hear me? We can. Okay. Yes, we can. Okay. Some of you probably have not heard this song or don't remember it, but it's an old hymn. It's a reminder of us that God is real. And so I'm going to sing for you, uh, Yes, God is Real. <clears throat> there are some things I may not know. There are some places I can't go, but I am sure of this one thing that God is a real can't feel. Him deep within. Yes, God is real. 
Yes, God is with me, for he has watched and made me whole. His life is gold. Yes, God is with me, for I can feel him. Him in my soul, I cannot tell just how you felt when Jesus took your sins away. But since that day, yes, since that God has been real, for I can feel his holy power. Oh, yes, God is real. He's real. In my soul, yes, God is real, for he has washed and made me whole. Lord's life to go. Yes, God is real. For I can feel him in my soul. Yes, God is real. For I can feel him in my soul. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Arlene. Amen. I certainly remember that call, that uh, song, and and uh, that call to worship that we always had. Um, right now, we want to continue moving in the service, and we have a scripture now from Brother Dwayne Sweet, another one of those leaders that I came came up with at Emmanuel. Bless you, Brother Dwayne. It is such a blessing to see all these beautiful Emmanuel faces. On a Saturday morning, this is, uh, I couldn't ask for anything else for the rest of the day. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to come to you from the book of Matthew, uh, the sixth chapter, five through the eighth verses. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth. They have received their reward in full. But when you pray, Go into your, your room, close the door, and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. May the Lord have the blessing to the reading of his words. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sweet. Sure appreciate yeah. that. 
that scripture. Amen. Well, right now we're going to have a testimony uh, from uh, one of our, another great leader of Emmanuel. Um, I could say a whole lot about her, but what I really know her as just a woman of God, a woman of integrity, a woman who was our first Emmanuel Christian School uh, principal leader. Uh, my son was a part of that. And I'm so proud to know that my son got some of his beginnings at Emmanuel Baptist Church. He's still in college. He is in his final year. He's got nine classes to graduate. So I'm very, very happy uh, with uh, the, the people that God has used at Emmanuel. And she is, is one of those people. And she's just got a wealth of wisdom. And uh, I know she's got a story to tell. So I'll turn it over to mm -hmm. none other than our own Dr. Barbara Dawson. Thank you, Reverend Moore. First of all, I would like to give thanks to the Lord because give thanks to the Lord, his love endures forever. And then I would like to thank Pastor Reynolds, the directors of the prayer groups, and also Reverend Moore again, who is sponsoring this in partnership with the prayer groups. I have had numerous encounters with the Lord, but I would like to just share the most powerful one that I had with him about 43 years ago. I was a teacher at the Emmanuel Church. I was teaching an adult class that consists of young adults as well as middle-aged adult, adults. And one Sunday morning, I was driving to the church. I live in South San Jose. I was on 101, actually going north in the fastest lane because I really wanted to get there on time. And about when I got about halfway to the church, I had a severe pain in my heart. And I thought I was having a heart attack. So I said, oh Lord, I can't die now. What about the children? And within, a, I would say a couple of seconds, I was caught up in the sky. I just saw all light blue sky and a little cloud, white cloud to the left. And I heard his voice. Now keep in mind what I just said. Oh Lord, I can't die now. What about the children? And he said, who do you think you are? Who do you think has taken care of you for all of these years? I can take better care of those children than you could ever imagine. I said, oh Lord, please forgive me. I'm sorry. If you're ready to take me, I'm ready to go. But before you do that, will you please just let me have one wish? And that wish would be for my husband and my boys to get to know you as I know you. He didn't say anything else. I'm back in my body driving 
I didn't stop the car. I didn't start the car and I'm driving and the pain subsided. I drove right on to the church. I didn't think about going to the hospital or the doctors to check my heart because I had just had an experience with the doctor of all doctors and the only healer. So I went to the church and I shared that with my Sunday school class. And by the way, I would like for you to know when I was telling him about the boys, the boys were eight years old and four years old. And by the way, I also want you to know that he gave me my wish, at least part of my wish, because when my husband passed in 2012, after my husband had passed in November of 2012, when my husband made his birthday, the next birthday was uh, February 23rd, early that morning, like between 4.30 and five o'clock, the Lord let me see my husband looking like he was 28 years old, smiling, and then I knew he was in the presence of the Lord. So what I want to leave with, this, with you who are online is that Matthew 7 and 7, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. And by the way, just one more thing, Brother uh, Reverend Moore, uh, the lesson that I learned from that experience was that I do not, my life's purpose is not taking care of the children. Now, it's my responsibility to take care of the children as a parent, but my life's purpose is to glorify God. And how do we do that? We worship him in spirit and in truth. We believe in him. We love him. We trust him. We pray to him. We study his word and we obey. Thank you for allowing me to share that testimony. My God, my God, what a powerful testimony that we've heard. You know, when you hear the miracles of God, you shouldn't be the same. And I declare that what he's done for others, he can do for us Amen. if we just ask him. So thank you so much, Dr. Dawson. What a powerful testimony to be out of body in the presence of God and him speak and him deliver. And he has certainly blessed your life. Uh, yes. I, I don't want to give away if, how old you are or anything, but God has certainly prolonged your life. Amen. 83 years old. 83 years old. Look at the Lord. I'm, I'm telling y'all, uh, uh, the fountain of youth is simply Jesus. <laughs> he is the one that controls it all. Amen. God bless you. Well, Thank we're going to have a song. You know, when I thought about people who would be able to sing on the program, there are people who have special voices that just give you that, that old school feeling, that old school vibe. And I couldn't think of anyone who, who else who could give me that special vibe more than this person who's going to come sing a song for us today. Uh, she is a special woman. I came up in the choir with her at Emmanuel, so I've known her and her family for such a long time. And so without further ado, Sister Sharon Watkins, sing us on in the glory. All right. Um, sweet hour of prayer. 
sweet hour of prayer that calls me from a world of care and bids me at my father's throne make all my wants and wishes known in seasons of distress and grief my soul has often found relief and oft escaped the tempter snare by thy return sweet hour sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer sweet hour of prayer the joys i feel the bliss I share of those whose ancient spirits burn with strong desires for thy return. With such I hasten to the place where God, my Savior, shows his face and gladly takes my station there and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, sweet hour of prayer, and wait for thee, and wait for thee, and wait for thee, sweet hour of prayer. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Sharon. Amen. What a blessing. Amen. You know, you got to have some kind of roots to know them songs. I bet you there's not a person on here over 30 that know anything about what she's talking about. <laughs> under, under 30, rather. <laughs> Sweet hour of prayer. Amen. That was definitely a staple song that we should, that we sang growing up as well. Uh, right now, we're going to go into uh, a word of prayer from Sister Cassandra Holland. And then we're going to try to see if Dr. McCall can get on again so that she can uh, deliver her testimony to us. So we're going to try to fit her in as well. I think she's been on the whole time having issues with her phone. Um, Dr. McCall, I think if you're on phone, you have to hit star six and that'll unmute you. All right. 
So right now, uh, Sister Cassandra Holland, if she's present, please pray yes. for us today. Amen. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you just praising your name and just thanking you for another day. We don't take it for granted because we know others have gone to sleep at night and did not wake up this morning. God, we're so grateful. We know it's nothing that we've done to make us special. But God, because of you, you've shown grace and mercy to us, and we thank you. Heavenly Father, we ask for forgiveness of our sins because we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of your glory. God, we ask to uh, let us do your will, not our will, God, but your will. We know that every day that is given, it is not just for us, but it's for someone that we can do, something that we can say, something that we can share to make their lives a little bit better. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to let us be able to reach out to, to those who don't know you, to those who are looking for a savior. Let us be able to share how wonderful you are, God. If we had a thousand tongues, it would not be enough to praise your name. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to touch those that are grieving today. So many of us have lost loved ones and we still uh, are grieving, but we know, God, that you are the best comforter. We can always turn to you. Your line is never busy. We can always reach out and you will hear our voices. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to bless the preachers, all of the preachers who are dealing with issues from their congregation, those who are trying to maintain a lifestyle with their families. God, we ask you to bless all of the preachers and the deacons and the teachers, God, and the ministers. Everyone needs your help right now, God. We ask you to heal our land, heal this country, because so much turmoil is going on right now. Innocent children are getting injured and hurt, God, but you are able. We know that you are a good God, and we always can turn to you. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to touch those that have mental illness right now, those who are living in the streets and, and don't realize that they have resources to turn to. God, we ask that you touch their minds and touch their bodies and touch all the others who come in contact with them and let them have a caring spirit. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to touch all the nursing homes and facilities, all the doctors and nurses who are caring for those that are sick, ill, those that are, have illnesses that they don't even know about, God. We ask you, Heavenly Father, to touch and heal their bodies because you are a good God. You are a God that's always there, always available, and we thank you for that. Heavenly Father, Nothing is too big for you, and we just turn all of our cares over to you. We ask all of your blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Holland. Amen. We are now going to check on Dr. Mc Dr. McCall. Is she, is she able to come off mute? I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Amen. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Oh, go ahead and like tell us tell us about something. Amen. I I'd like to apologize. I'm I'm ready. I'm. May I begin? 
Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We waiting on you. It's all, it's all you right now. God bless you. My testimony. I am Dr. Bessie McCall, Cincinnati, Ohio, who have been blessed to be an intricate part of this old school prayer meeting. I've been looking forward to it. And then all of a sudden I, I, I felt left out, but thank God you all have brought me in. We have been studying and meditating on increase for a while now. So I became bold enough to go to God in prayer. I want you all to remember those two words, bold and prayer. He took me to First Chronicles. Yes, it's already been shared. But this is what the Lord did for me. The Lord took me to First Chronicles, 4th chapter, 9th and 10th verse. The story of Jabez, which has already been shared wonderfully, and I was blessed by it. I just sat here and smiled. I said, maybe I won't get a chance to go on, but here I am. The story of Jabez, who had a great relationship with God. His mother named him Jabez, which means pain. After losing our son to physical death last year, 2022, the pain was almost unbearable, but God has seen to it that my praise is greater than my pain. Like Jabez, I said, Lord, increase my territory to serve your people. Increase my prayer life. Increase my witness. Increase my influence in doing the work of your kingdom. You're right, everyone. God really does hear and answer prayer. My testimony has taken me back to the sad series of events that took Jesus to the cross. Was it Judas, one who betrayed Jesus out of greed? Was it the priests of the Jewish leaders sent to arrest him by armed force, out of jealousy? Was it Pontius Pilate, out of envy, of the ones who nailed him to the cross with abuse, taunting, beating, scorning uh, by spectators, death by crucifixion? I have all of this. I'm wrapped up, tied up, and tangled up in it, you all. But this is my testimony. My question is left with you. Where were you? What role did you play? I spoke of jealousy and other things that Jesus has taken care of. Everything that we've needed to be clear and be able to talk with our Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I'll close with this. One solitary life. He was born in an obscure village. He worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. He then became an itinerant preacher. He never held an office. He never had a family or owned a house. He never went to college. He had no credentials but himself. When he was only 33, the public turned against him. Well. His friends ran away. 
He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was carried from judgment hall to judgment hall, but they found no fault in him. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves while he was dying. His executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. He was laid in a borrowed grave. Yes, he died. But he had said in three days, I'll rise again. And he did with all power in his hands. Now, 19 centuries have come and gone, and today he is the central figure of the whole human race. All the armies that ever marched, hallelujah, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, and all the kings that ever reigned have not affected life on this earth as much as that one solitary life. Thank you. Amen. Amen, Dr. amen, Dr. Bessie. Dr. McCall, you were not late on that at all. You were right on time, amen, and uh, we definitely needed to hear those words. Matter of fact, uh, I, I believe you started preaching. I mean, that was like a sermon-esque, uh, <laughs> but uh, what, amen, yeah. bless you. What resonated with me the most is my praise is greater than my pain. Oh, my goodness. What a word, what a word. All right, we want to continue on in, in, in the service. I hope everybody having as good time as I am because this is giving me flashbacks and goosebumps uh, because I'm just reminded of what I used to hear back in the day and it makes me feel young. You know, when you come out of the presence of the Lord, you should feel different. And I think I'm gonna feel different today. I haven't had nothing, nothing to eat on that I could eat, but I, I believe I'm gonna get something after this, amen. And so. Right now, we want to go and have a scripture uh, from Sister Lorraine Kelly, uh, if she's on, and to read a scripture for us. Praise God. Praise God. I'll be coming from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18. These are the words of God. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will for you in Christ Jesus. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Kelly. What a what a what a what a reading. Amen. We are blessed. We're closing in on a, on a, on the end of it. We spent a little bit of time together, and it's been good. Uh, right now, we want to try and make sure I get some mutes in here. We want to go to uh, another singer. Now, when I, we, you know, when you talk about people who come to our church and been gifts, uh, you know, I think I said last seven last words when I heard Reverend Terry Brown that he really, really, his spirit really blessed me, and I, I said, I, I believe I said the words that the future of Emmanuel is in good hands. And then all of a sudden on a Sunday, I'm asking Jazz, who is this young lady singing and, and tearing up the choir, you know, with her voice? And, and she tells me that's Reverend Terry's wife, Lumisha. And I said, man, what a gift to our church they are. And uh, Sister Lumisha Brown's going to give a song for us. Are you there, Sister Lumisha? Yes, I am. God bless you and thank you for coming. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Reverend Joel. 
trouble in my way. I had to cry sometimes. Trouble in my way. I had to cry sometimes. I laid awake at night. Mm. Oh, but that's see when you sing something like that i was in the background doing the background because you know you got you got to put the quartet with that if you go do it you blessed us sister brown folk are waving and shouting you can't see it i, I wish i could unmute everybody and we just make some noise but we can't we can't do that on the internet but god's gonna work that out eventually amen but what a thank you so much for, for that song amen we are nearing the end of our service uh and uh we want to call up now uh, to testify for us, Sister Tanya Smith, if you're there, and then I'll come back and uh, we'll go through the prayer list that people have put in the chats, and then I'll turn it over to our assistant pastor to be able to close us out today. Sister uh, yes, Tanya I'm, Smith? Yes, I'm here. Amen. Um, I am Tanya Smith, and I thank God for the opportunity to come and share uh, one of my many testimonies with you. I thank God for Brother Chet and for Deacon Claudette. I am a part of the, the Monday morning um, prayer team. And uh, so I count it an honor to just come before you and talk about the goodness of Jesus. Um, <clears throat> God has uh, just proven himself to me so many times. He is uh, a promise keeper, a way maker, a miracle worker. And uh, I call him my daddy God because that's what he's been to me. Uh, so many times and, and as being someone who grew up without a father, I think it because he uh, heals me of the emotional hurt and emptiness of, uh, you know, the void in my life of not having a father. So he's just real, real good to be. And so what I want to share with you is a time when um, back in, uh, I'm sure many of you can remember the dot-com era and uh, I was working and tell in a telecom business and 
you know, my husband and I, we had our three children and we were just excited about, you know, growing and we were, you know, attending our church. Uh, I see my wonderful pastor. He'll always be my pastor. He's on. And so we were just, uh, you know, being Silicon Valleyites. And I got an opportunity to leave a company that I had worked for for 12 years. And so we prayed about it and we thought it was the will of the Lord and I left and went on to this new company. And I went in December and lo and behold, four months later, this company uh, left Silicon Valley without me. <laughs> and I had no job. And because I was a, a somewhat of a workaholic, working 50 to 60 hours a week, I was just totally crushed. This was the job that had paid me, offered me, they lured me away by offering me a lot of money. And I can remember, still remember getting in my car and driving down 101 to come home. And I called my husband and I said, honey, your wife has no job. And he said, well, it's just a job. He said, and we, we believe God gave you the job. He said, so now we need to get busy and start seeking the Lord for what's next for us. And I was just amazed, you know, that my husband would say that. It's like, you know, I was like, okay, Lord, is this my husband? But I have to tell you what was significant about that is that God knows what we need when, he, when we need it. And nothing happens to us unless it passes through the hand of God. I always say that. I, I, I said that to Brother Chet the other night. And what was significant about that is that I was a workaholic. I had two daughters who were in uh, high school. My son had already matriculated and he was out on his own working. And uh, they were very active in sports and uh, I was never there. Their father was always the taxi driver going with them to track meets, traveling across the state with them. And I was never there. I was never home. And out of those circumstances, I have to tell you, God gave us beauty for ashes. Not only did I, I was able to be home with my daughters and form a, a more uh, intimate and co cohesive relationship with them, uh, the one going into high school, the one coming into junior high. We traveled together. Uh, I had two daughters in private school, a very expensive private school. God allowed for me to stay home for three years. They continued in private school. My husband bought me a new car. <laughs> Our family did not miss a beat. But most importantly, what he taught me was that, number one, he's a promise keeper, that I could lean on him, I could trust him, and that he was my focus, that the job was my seed, and he was my source. And what came out of that was beauty. He gave us beauty for ashes, because my husband and I became part of the marriage ministry at Maranatha Christian Center and uh, other ministries that we are still involved in today. Uh, my daughters went on to flourish. Um, my uh, daughter that went into high school, uh, she went on to college and the Lord's timing is great. We have to trust in his timing because as she graduated out of high school, I got a job offer. Uh, to come back to work. And so all that we had at home was my youngest daughter, my baby daughter. So it provided a way for, and it was time for me to go back to work and it was a good opportunity. So we took my, my middle daughter back East to go to school. 
We had that youngest one at home. And I tell you, God is good. He takes care of you. And so today they're all adults, you know, in their own uh, circles. I got a scientist. I got an attorney. I got a son that is a business person. And so I've learned that I can trust God. And uh, he, he launched us in ministry. And I always think about what Pastor Tony used to say. God is able, even if he doesn't do it, he's able to do it. And he does it in his own timing. So I thank God for that. Um, you know, how he just made that wonderful uh, change for us. And I give him all the glory because there's nobody like Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you for that testimony, Sister Smith. Amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. Beauty for ashes. And nothing happens to us unless it passes through the hands of God. What's some rich nuggets to take away from, from us today from everybody? Uh, we want to close now. I, I just want to make sure that we are um, aware of the, the needs of people so that we can be praying for them throughout. So I'm just going to skim the chat real fast. Um, we're definitely praying for Reverend Celinda and her mom, as she is a caregiver. Um, Terry Vance is praying for Cheyenne Roten, who has cancer, and Robin Muldoo for strength in her journey. Um, let me see who else. Donna Mosley is asking for prayer for her family, uh, prayer for the brother of uh, Brenda Skipper, Timothy, asking for prayer, uh, Nikki McKee Shaw praying uh, that she gets back into school and uh, everything goes well with there at San Jose State. Uh, praying for the sister of Pat Beeler, Pat Beeler, Diana Claiborne, who's having surgery. Amen. Uh, prayer for seeking stable housing and employment, Sister Ratchford. Uh, amen. I think that's all I'm just skimming through now. I think I see ah, Shamara Matthews. We're praying for family and all those affected in Memphis and Mississippi and Arkansas. Uh, prayers for Norris Lewis and my sister, Mary McGowan. That's uh, Nevelyn Redondo. Uh, and uh, we're getting comments. A prayer for brother-in-law, Robert Ingram, health issues. Amen. Uh, praying for healing for my grandmother, Myrna McKee, Jessica Jones. Amen. Uh, and prayer for healing of my back surgery. Marvin Stewart is Brother Marvin's asking for prayer. Uh, and I think that concludes everyone that I see in the chat. I know we all have different ones uh, to pray for. And, and uh, so right now, what we want to do is I want to turn this, this prayer over to one of our leaders, one of the newest uh, uh, leadership. Uh, I want to call him a pillar to the city because he definitely is. Uh, for many years pastoring uh, throughout the city and just uh, a walking testimony. If you know his testimony, it's, it's uh, miraculous. And so um, I, I, I don't know what else to say. He's a great man. We are blessed at Emmanuel that we continue to have good leadership that just comes in where one goes, another one comes in. That's just been the story. I mean, it must be the favor on Pastor Jason's life that just gets him connected to the right people at the right times, but uh, you all know him well, and I just want to introduce him to pray for us today and to close us out. Uh, the Our own, now we can say he's our own, <laughs> Pastor Tony Williams. God bless you for being with us today, Pastor, and go ahead and pray for us if you will. 
Oh, blessings. Thank you, Reverend Jones. I mean, Reverend Moore. Uh, I just want to say thank you to Emmanuel and just a, a real joy and a delight and a real privilege to be here with the Emmanuel family to pray with you this morning. And so I'll just begin uh, in prayer. Father, we thank you. This is a day that you have made. We're rejoicing. We're glad in it. Glad that you're the God of our salvation. And we thank you for the privilege of prayer this morning, Lord. You said, call on me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. You promised us that the two or more would gather together in your name. You'd be right there in the midst of them. And so as we begin this Passion Week, celebrating your life, your death, and most of all, your resurrection, Lord, we pray for the health of those who are on this call, Lord, for those who prayed, for those who are in hospitals, those who are sick, those who are having issues with their bodies, we pray for provision for those who need jobs, those who are struggling financially. You said you'd meet all of our needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Lord, we pray for deliverance for those children and, and for uh, the broken and for the hurting. We pray for safety on school campuses across this nation with all these shootings and all these parents who are heartbroken and heartaching because of the things that have taken place in uh, these past weeks. Lord, we pray that you'd meet every need, every prayer request that was shared, uh, every prayer request that was placed in the chat, every prayer request that is on the hearts of those who have gathered here today. Lord, we are grateful that you're just as near as a whispered prayer. Just the name of Jesus calls for your intention, uh, attention. And Lord, we pray for increase in every area of Emmanuel Baptist Church, for every family, name by name, one by one, that you would bless them, that you'd meet needs, that you'd address issues, God, that your presence would be real in every household, even as we pray this morning. Lord, let your presence be manifested in the households of these folks of faith. Lord, minister and meet needs, God. Glorify your name and lift your people. And so, Lord, we commit every one of these needs into your hands, for there is no better place. And Lord, we ask for blessings on every home and every life here this morning. And we ask these things in the strong name of Jesus. And we say, amen, amen. We're looking to you, Lord. You're the author and the finisher of our faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Tony. Amen. Well, we've reached the end of, of the service, but I believe it's also just the beginning. Uh, maybe we can do this quarterly or something like that. I'll speak with pastor on how often we can do this because I'm made better. I'm made better for being here to, with you guys today. I think it's a, just a blessing to hear and to see you and to know that we are connected in this way. And just because we're at home, that don't mean we can't be connected together in some way. And I think we're also inching on some future things where you, many people who can not be at service can also be on the screens of our church while we're in service. So we're working that out. I'm working that out with Brother Sweet right now. And we got some great things coming up that you'll see uh, in, the, in the coming uh, future. So right now, we just want to open it up to some special uh, uh, remarks from Pastor and Deacon Claudette Lindsay from the prayer team. And we're going to let them comment. And then we're just going to close it out. And, and everybody can have a good rest of their day. Pastor. 
Amen. I just want to say thank you to everybody. We had about 90 folks at one point. Um, thank you all for taking this time. Our, our goal is praying. We're closing out. We are hours away from the fast ending uh, for the gift uh, and, uh, and a benefit that will be, but also for the, all the amazing things that we're looking forward to seeing God do the increase in all of those areas that we've, we've named out. So thank you all for being here. And of course, we're going to continue to lift uh, your prayer requests, your prayer requests up. Amen. Deacon Lindsay. Great. Good afternoon. We are so grateful that you took time from your schedule to be a part of this old school prayer time. We are just so thankful for the testimonies, the scriptures, the prayers, the beautiful songs. And we pray that you will continue to pray, to seek God, put him first. So with that being said, I pray that God will continue to hold each one of you in the palm of his hands. Thank you. Have a beautiful, beautiful uh, rest of the day and a safe weekend. Amen. Amen. Thank you. So thank you again. Uh, you know what? I'm going to end this the way that we ended it when I was growing up. Everybody raised the right hand when I was growing up. And we would say, may the Lord watch between watch, me watch. and thee while Ooh. we're absent. One from another. Amen. God Amen. bless y'all today. Amen. And we will we'll speak to you soon. God bless you all. And I love you all. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. What a time. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye -bye. everyone. Bye.